Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first actual podcast of Physics of the Mystics. Last week, I introduced to you the many subjects that I intend to embrace and to address in regards to physics, quantum physics, science, and how it relates to Judaism, Kabbalah, mysticism, our Jewish traditions. Today, we're going to actually embark upon subject number one, and that's going to be atoms. Not atoms, Adam and Eve. That too we're going to talk about, but it's going to be more about atoms, A-T-O-M. And presenting to you this incredible wisdom is Rabbi Shlomo Azagwi, that's me, a veteran rabbi here in Palm Beach County, Florida, for the last 35 years. I've authored two books so far, Maimonides' Advice for the 21st Century. I share with you the wisdom of Maimonides, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, a philosopher, a scientist of his time, personal physician to the Sultan, a great codifier of Jewish law. And I share with you his wisdom that applies very much to these days, the 21st century, as it did a thousand years ago. That's the point of this podcast. The wisdom, the godly wisdom of a thousand years ago was way ahead of its time. And we're just now learning and discovering its depth and its infinite wisdom. I also authored another book. It's a spiritual soul book. Over 800 pages of wisdom, of spirituality. I talk about psychology, the wisdom of the mind over the heart. Talk about spirituality, free choice, creation, a lot of incredible great things. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a blog for the Times of Israel website, and I upload two of my chapters on average every single week on this website, um, Times of Israel. So you can check out the many different chapters, and then maybe you'll want to buy the book by going to Amazon.com. I'm asking everybody to send me an email to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com so I can build my email list. And if you send me your email, I will include you in a raffle for a $260 Amazon card. And if you're brave enough to suggest why I'm giving out $260 and not $186 or $92, even if you're wrong, but just for being brave enough to suggest why I'm giving out $260, which is related both to science and to Kabbalah and mysticism, you will be included in this raffle two more times for a total of three times to win $260 gift card from Amazon. Okay, without any further ado, let's deal with subject number one in this great podcast, Physics of the Mystics, and that's atoms. Atoms, as you all know, is the smallest part of any substance. When you look at a cake, for example, there are many ingredients, eggs, sugar, salt, flour, and that's what makes the cake. The world is made of elements. And if you want to know exactly how many elements there are and what they are, you go to the table of elements. And down at the core of any and all of those elements, there are little pieces to the puzzle that are called atoms. 
atoms are very, very, very small. They actually um, are teeny. Let me give you a perspective to an atom. If you were to magnify an atom to the size of a tennis ball, and you were to use that measurement of magnification to the tennis ball, the tennis ball would be the size of this earth, this globe. That's how small an atom is. So again, if you were to take an atom and you were to magnify it by orders of magnitude that, that, that brought you to the size of a tennis ball, and you were to use that same measurement on the tennis ball, the tennis ball would end up being the size of this globe. So atoms are very, very, very small. Inside the atom, there is a whole bunch of other, call it particles, and they together make up an atom. What are those particles that make up an atom? Electrons, protons, and neutrons. The proton and the neutron, which is at the core of the atom, is inside the nucleus. And going around the nucleus, going around those protons and neutrons is the electron. The electron is very, very small. As a matter of fact, it's the smallest particle in the universe. It's one millionth the size of the atom. So as small as an atom is, the electron is one millionth the size of the atom. Pretty, 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 pretty small. Now, here's something interesting. The electron takes up over 99% of the space of the atom. So the atom, for the most part, is empty space with electrons whizzing around in that empty space around the nucleus in which there is the proton and the neutron. The proton is the positive energy. The neutron is the neutral energy. And the electron is the negative energy. Now, in this combination of protons and neutrons that is inside the core, which is the nucleus, and the electrons that are whizzing around, the proton, did I say, is the positive negative energy, and the neutron is the neutral energy, and the electron is the negative energy. So that would be similar in a grand scale. Generally speaking, we say that the man, a male, is positive energy, and the woman is negative energy in the sense that it's the man that contributes to the woman, and that combination is what balances out to make and procreate into another human being. In electricity, there's positive energy. There's the positive side to the plug, and then there's the negative side to the plug. It works just like a male and a female to give you some kind of imagination to the proton positive energy and to the electron negative energy. Now, in this combination of protons and electrons, electron is mostly responsible for the size of the atom. Got to keep that in mind. The size of the atom is mostly due to the movement of the electron. The connection between one atom and another is also mostly due to the electron. Keep that in mind. This is going to be something very important that I'm going to 
address. I just told you that for the most part, an atom, let's take the hydrogen atom. A hydrogen atom is about 99.999% empty space. And in that empty space, whizzes around the electron. Deep down inside is the proton. The proton takes up, the proton takes for the most part, the credit for the mass of an atom. Now, let me give you an example so that you can like imagine what we're talking about over here in measurement. If a hydrogen atom were the size of the earth, hydrogen is number one on the um, scale of elements. And if a hydrogen atom with the size of the Earth, that's, you know, pretty big. The proton, if you were to keep that same scale, the proton that is at the center of the hydrogen atom would be no more than about 600 feet across. Imagine how small the proton is in comparison to the size of the atom. That's how teeny the proton is inside the nucleus and the hydrogen atom in which the electron is whizzing around the majority of space of that atom. I hope I'm not losing most of the listeners. And that's what I'm going to encourage you to Give me your feedback and let me know if it's too simple or too fast because that's the only way I'm going to know how to tailor these podcasts. When you start to consider that atoms are about 99% empty space and they make up 100% of the universe, I mean, you start to see that the world is made up of, for the most part, nothingness. You start to wonder, what are we really made up of? Who are we? What are we? If every atom is 99% empty space, and the electron is whizzing around in that uh, empty space, and it's only one millionth of the atom, and then inside of it there, you got your proton and your neutron, then... Who are we? What are we touching when we feel and we sense anything that's here in this world? Okay, that's a philosophical question that we're going to have to have a special podcast just on that subject alone. But let's stick over here to the atom and the positive energy, the negative energy, and the neutron, the neutral energy. Now, in this proton and in this electron, the proton happens to be 1,836 times greater than the electron. Remember we said the electron is one millionth the size of the atom? And you remember we said the electron is the smallest particle in the universe? The electron is pretty small. The proton is 1,836 times greater in mass than the electron. It happens to be that the neutron, which is the neutral energy, is slightly bigger than the proton. Okay, I'm not a science teacher, but this is what the amazing this is what the amazing things are coming to as far as mysticism 
as far as Kabbalah and as far as the practices of a Jewish practice goes. Let me add one other element to this discussion today. Now, in this motion of the electrons around the neutron and proton that are inside the nucleus, there can be up to seven shells in bigger atoms where there are more electrons. There can be up to seven shells in which the electrons are whizzing around the nucleus of an atom. And how they operate within these shells is another amazing, amazing idea. These orbitals in which they um, move around and then it comes to ultimately um, quantum physics and waves and particles and things of that sort. But that's for another episode of this podcast. So let me take some of the ideas that we're talking about up until now. We're talking about the essential building block that still carries um, an identification with the substance in which it is, the atom, comprises of protons, neutrons, and electrons. The electrons are smaller than the protons. The neutrons are even bigger than the protons. The electrons, they can surround the nucleus up to seven different shells. And it has to be both a positive and negative energy the proton and the neutron and the electron for an atom to be stable. Now let's look at what the Torah tells us is considered a healthy home. A healthy home is not Adam and Steve, but it's Adam and Eve. There's got to be a positive energy and a negative energy for it to be a positive, constructive home in which there could be a continuation. There could be procreation. There could be children who grow up in a balanced household. There's got to be, of course, the neutron there as well. There's got to be the neutral force that combines the positive and the negative together. And that's the influence of God. When a man and a woman get married under the chuppah, the man is the positive force, the woman is the negative force, and encompassing them is the chuppah, is the force, the neutral force that holds them together. When a man and a woman get married, which is the only way that a union can be healthy, the woman goes around the man seven times. And you always thought to yourself, why should the woman go around the man? Maybe the man should go around the woman. No, that's the way it operates in a healthy manner, even down to the core of our identity and existence within an atom. The Torah says that God put the world inside of us. We are a microcosm of a macrocosm. And that works on all different levels. <clears throat> and on all different levels, it's all just a reflection and expression of the same blueprint and of the same plan. A woman goes around the man under the chuppah because electrons go around the proton. You remember I said that the proton is way bigger than, a, than an electron? Men, in their, physical, in their physical anatomy, 
are stronger and bigger than women. And that's true all the way down to the core of the way an atom works. And the woman goes around seven times just like the Rambam and the Torah tell us there are seven heavens around this earth. The earth on which man serves God, this is the nucleus. This is the core. This is the main area of mass to the atom. What we have over here, ladies and gentlemen, is a phenomenal discovery of modern-day scientists that are recognizing the practices of our Judaism to be so much on target with what our Torah tells us makes and generates health and blessings for ourselves and for the world. We just concluded the holiday of Sukkot not too long ago. How many times do we go around the nucleus? The nucleus is where the Torah was being held. That is the core, the essence of our lives and of the world. How many times do we walk around that bima, that platform on which the Torah was being held seven times? On Simcha's Torah, we go around seven times. No, you can't decide to go three times. The fact is that, that, that atoms have seven different shells. So what we're getting over here, ladies and gentlemen, is a realization and an appreciation and respect for the knowledge of our Torah and for the practices of our Judaism. And it all goes hand in hand down to the core of our identity and existence in the way an Adam operates. Listen, guys, if you are amazed at what I am telling you, I haven't even touched the tip of the tip of the iceberg that I plan to share with you in these podcasts, Physics of the Mystics. If you are impressed with what I just shared with you, if you would like to suggest anything to me, please send me a note to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com. And I will include you in this raffle for $260. Okay, let me conclude today's first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not sure if it was long enough or too short or too long. I'm not sure if... I was too simple or too advanced. But if you send me your emails, I'll get a good clue on how to proceed and prepare my next podcast. Until next time, God bless you. And put on those tefillin seven times around your arm. And recognize that the women who are the negative energy in the sense that they are the balance to the positive energy, they take up the majority of the space. The Torah tells us that they are the essential part of a home. Women are the essential part of a home, just like the electrons take up the majority of the space in an atom. What connects and combines one atom with the other is mostly electrons. Women have the very special characteristic and quality of connecting one with the other, while men are more self-absorbed. They're more there at the core and at the essence of the atom. And that nature within men and within women is exactly the way it needs to be for it to be an Adam and Eve and to be for it a healthy home in which healthy children grow up and in which we continue a healthy world. God bless you all, and we'll see you, God willing, soon again on the next podcast.